Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. We're back, man. Episode two seventy nine. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it. Um, BB Rexa, a musician, <laughs> recently uh, had a alleged body shaming situation. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, BB Rexa shares alleged text from boyfriend Kian Saf- Saf- Safiari commenting on her weight. Uh, BB Rexa shared an alleged text from her boyfriend whom she's been linked to since 2020 on social media where he defends a comment uh oh where he defends a comment about her weight. Um the hell all these pop-ups. Jesus Christ. Okay. Let me go ahead and read the text message. All right. No, 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 no. I don't care about none of this. Where the hell I just seen it. There's a long message. Yeah, he, he sent a long, he it, sent a paragraph. It is a fucking long one. I don't want to read it. This is E. You know how E does their shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is annoying. Hold on, let me let me go actually. Some people just be talking about it. Yeah. Like, bro, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to find the text. Yeah. Hold on one second, guys. Sorry for the mishap here. Bear with it, squad. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I I want to just read the text only. Mm-hmm. I don't want to read all that extra bullshit they're trying to get us to read. Yeah. Let me see here. Rex uh, text. All right. You found it? Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Pulling it up. This is weird, man. The article, it's an article being read. I want to read it verbatim. That's When I pull these articles up, I want to read it verbatim. Yeah, you don't want no fluff. No, because I don't want to be like, well, he basically said this. No, nah, I Bro, you got to go to TMZ. TMZ be trimming the fat. They do. No pun intended. Oh, yeah, right? Uh, let me see here. Jesus Christ. Man. I'm going to text it to you. I see it here. This I boyfriend is a fat shamer. I got the article right here at the top. Boom. Shout out to TMZ. They just sent me the same article I just found. Here's the message. And it reads... Hey, another fucking ad pops up. God damn, you guys just don't stop, do you? (laughs) Motherfucker, shit. All right. Uh, Hey, I never said you weren't beautiful, and I never said I didn't love you. In fact, I said how beautiful you are and how much I loved you, but I always said I would be honest with you in in your face. Uh, I'll be honest with you, and your face was changing, so I told you it was. That was a conversation we were having, and you asked, because I care. Would you rather I lie to you? You gained 35 pounds. Obviously, uh, you gain weight and your face changes. Should I let's say, should I just pretend it didn't happen and that it's okay? Come on, I gained three pounds and you call me chubs and fat. Doesn't mean you didn't love me. If you're, try- if you're trying to find reasons to break up, this makes sense. But it's not, in, it's not the real reason. If you're unhappy with me slash yourself with life and don't see a future with us, then that's okay. And that's the reason. Don't use something like that to weaponize your anger or anxiety or insecurity you may have. You always, you know, I always found you to be beautiful and love you no matter what. I think it's important for you to think about things and write things down. Speak to your therapist and do this retreat thing to get to the root of the problem. Let me know if you'd like to speak. If you need more clarity, love you. <laughs> this is what I'll say. 
I'll be very clear. Ladies, I know a lot of times a lot of your friends and, you know, the people you know, they speak to you in this way like, oh, my God, I love your shirt. Your eyebrows are to fucking die for. I want your body. Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm going to just keep it real with y'all. That shit is fake. (laughs) You guys communicate in a way that we don't as men. As men, we communicate straight and direct, right? And I think that you don't need to be critical of your wife's body or your girlfriend's body, but let's be very clear. If you are with somebody, they should be able to tell you very blunt and honest things about you, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't, then why the fuck are you with them? Mm Mm-hmm. That's insane. Ladies, if a man if a man is not holding his weight in the household, right, he's broke all the time or he's sitting on the couch, he's not doing what he should be doing or he's slacking off, he's doing something that's, that's opposite of his integrity and you tell him, I love you, but I don't think you're holding your weight around here. You got every reason to tell that man that because that's your man. That's somebody that you should be able to fucking tell that to. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she tried to put him on blast and call him a body shamer, that's her fucking problem. Mm-hmm. That's not on him. He found. He, I felt like he he communicated in the most respectful way you could talk. But he basically told her two things. He said, "Well, you made. I gained three pounds, and you called me fat and called me chubs. So you saying he body shamed you, but you body shamed him. Yeah. And that's why she took the shit down so fast. She put it up, and then she took it down. Yeah. Cause you looking stupid. And he also said, "Look, if you want to leave me, just leave me." But don't make it about yeah. the white thing. Yeah. There's another thing that people aren't talking about. Sometimes women get in a relationship with a dude and he's a decent person and they're not mature enough for that type of person. And I, I'm going to tell you straight up, what it strikes me as is anybody that would screenshot a private, a private conversation that's not even a bad conversation is immature as a motherfucker. BB Rex is an idiot. I'm going to tell you why she is, though. Yeah. First of all, I don't give a fuck if a woman cheated on me with three dudes. I'm not putting her business in the street because I need that private time for me to like literally figure myself out as a human being. I'm not going out somebody because at one time I loved that person and they loved me. So even though they did me dirty, I owe them that much respect, even if I'm not fucking with them no more. Mm -hmm. But she going. I don't trust nobody that posts private text messages. Mm -hmm. None. And then a message that don't even look bad. Yeah. That's it's ignorant. I just think she I think there's some cases where women might really care about a dude, but they don't feel the flame for him no more. They don't love him like they used to. They're not attracted to him or maybe something else better came along in their mind. Mm-hmm. But they need a reason. You know how many times I've heard women that say like, I mean, I like my boyfriend, but I just I mean, I can't break it. I don't I don't know how to break up with him. I've literally heard women say that, bro. I swear to God. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, God damn, like that's fucked up. But this is one of them things. I don't think that she really felt body shame. I think she was just trying to find a way to get out of there. That's what he. That's kind of what he was alluding to. It's like, yo, if, don't make this about you know me saying you you gained some weight. You know, yeah. make, if you want to break up with me, break up with me. One thing I will say, um, the dude is I think he's twenty uh, thirty nine years old, so he's a little bit older than BB Rex. So she's mm-hmm. she's thirty three. Um, you would think that he would have. Not that he was displaying immaturity, but I think it you would think that he would have a little bit better grasp on like how women operate. And That's I true. think I think for him, he was trying to like bring some logic into the situation. Yeah, There's no logic that supports any of this. It's I mean, at the end of the day, it's all nonsense. And I think that 
you know, it's one thing to to have the conversation, but to put that to put forth that much logic and, and, and effort into a into a text message, it it kind of lets me know like kind of where he's at, and it's just like you know, you you didn't even have to spend that much energy on on that conversation, not you know, to or to 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 to, to type all of that out. Not you know? to mention, not to mention, this is where you fucked up. I'm not going to be writing you a long ass message when I can call you on the That's fucking phone. Yeah, like you could have that. I mean, call cool, even in person. Like y'all in a relationship, <laughs> you spending that big old text. I know for me, like if I'm having some dense conversation, like I don't want to be texting Mm-mm. back and forth. Like no. we gonna have to. It's like yo, we gonna have to wait until we see each other in person, or like you say, you gonna pick up the phone and call. Fuck that. It, it's just so call much. me. Answer the so, phone. It's so it's so much stuff that can get misinterpreted inside of a text message, and th- stuff like this happens. You get screenshotted. So man, listen, bro, fuck that. You need to answer the phone. Here's why: if I'm your man, right, or we're married, or we're just dating, if I got in a car accident, you're gonna be calling me to see if I'm okay. If you get in a problem, I'm be calling you to see if you're okay. If I'm hurt in the hospital, you're gonna be the one that's calling my mom, my dad, my family to make sure my affairs are in order. You better pick up the goddamn phone. That's fucking stupid. It's too many people in this generation that argue through a text message. Fuck that. You better that's answer weird. the goddamn phone. Mm-hmm. What are we doing together if we text messaging? Like yeah, it, text ar- message arguing. Yeah, I'm not ever going to be text message arguing. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're right about him. Mm-hmm. He's 39 years old. I'm 38. What did I just say? I'm not going to be arguing via text. But here's the thing. You're going to have to see me eventually because we're going to be at home or that, I mean, I mean to, that's my thing. It's like, you know, I, you can call, obviously, but they yeah. they are two working people. So I understand, like, you know, you know, kind of coordinating the conversation. But you, in some capacity, you just got to say real words. You can't be text messaging that. that Man, look that here, dog. You're right. And I know they're working people, but let's be clear. If we're going to be in any type of a relationship, even if you're a working person, it makes my work easier knowing that we have resolved the problem. So step off and answer the goddamn phone so we can talk about it. Because yeah. when you, it, it's, it's times where you really got to hash that out before you start doing other shit. Yeah, my, not, that that works, but not really, because she's a she's an artist and he he's a cinematographer. So I'm saying if she's on tour and she's like in the middle of her show and then he just finished filming some music video or something like that, like sometimes the, the timing doesn't work out. Man. So that's just part of the way the way their um, their relationship is set up. But I'm saying like it doesn't have to be immediate. That's not a pressing issue. But you do have to have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. But I, I would say that if it's really like an argumentative problem and something's going on, that could be resolved in a six to seven minute conversation. Yeah. All this text message and take more energy. And when you're typing you're things, it's it all you dragging it. Yeah. You're dragging it. It's out of context. And the person is comprehending it on a level that is is processing slow and it's processing bad. Yeah, it's like so. You think I'm like this, and then and it's yeah, like it's just an argument. It's a it's an argument, but it's not even a real face to face argument. It's even yeah. worse. It's you yeah. using a fucking the same device that you got your hands on. You can just fucking call somebody. It's annoying. Yeah, it's sad that we live in a world where men and women will literally drive in traffic and text all day instead of call. I, you know how many people I see on the freeway every day. And they like 
they going like 82 miles an hour and they text messaging. Nigga, that's lethal. <laughs> yeah. If you don't fucking pick up the phone and call your man, it, does it bug you that much? Like, oh, I don't want to talk. Ugh. Oh, I don't want to be safer and talk on the phone instead of texting. Almost kill my fucking self. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me <laughs> let me let me text him instead. Yeah. That shit, bro. It's it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird, man. Yeah. I think that it's um, one thing that, you know, there's there's um, a couple headlines I was reading, like, mm-hmm. you know, the guy. Uh, what's the name? Something. Kate. Something. I forget. Whatever her boyfriend's name is. That he was like body shaming her. He wasn't body shaming her. She no. asked a question. I'm pretty sure she said, hey, do I look fat in this or, you know, you know, what do you think about whatever the case, whatever that question was that led to him being honest with her, um, (laughs) but telling her that she gave 35 pounds. It's like that's he just told her the truth. He didn't body shame her. I think we 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 uh, we we get we get these new words, you know, like I said before, we get these new words, new lingo. The words like um, gaslighting and, and trigger shame. and body shaming and all this body dysmorphia and all this other stuff. Toxic. That, yeah. And then we just start throwing these words around so casually. And um, that's that's kind of what happened here. But if I you're inside like you're of a gaslighting me. Yeah. Shut up. I think that, I, you know, to be honest, um, you know, who knows what their relationship looks like? They, you know, it's twenty twenty three. People are probably gonna they probably gonna make up and they probably gonna post another Instagram picture with them kissing in or in the gym or something like that. But um, I think that uh, it's it's. I would think that I would say that most people should want a person that that's that honest with them. Fuck yeah, because you, know you don't be around here looking stupid. Yeah, and like you were mentioning, like if if you see somebody like on a, on a man end, if you see somebody like. Um, being a little bit lazy or, you know, say you don't got a job or whatever the case may be and you're not out putting in applications or you're not grinding or, or trying to figure it out and your girl is like not, in that, like, not in like a negative way, like, nigga, get your ass up and do something with your life, but like in yeah. a supportive way, like, hey, yeah. you know, uh, I noticed it, it's, uh, it's, it's a show that I'm watching called Based on a True Story and inside of the show, the dude, um, he's like a former tennis player that he blew out his knee. He had a promising career, but his, you know, it just kind of fizzled out, and he was, he just, he was left being like just a coach. Uh, he just coached tennis um, at a, like a local club or something like that. And um, his wife was saying like, "Yo, I, I, I wasn't sad or I wasn't mad or angry at you that your career didn't pan out. I'm, I'm kind of sad that you just kind of gave up on life." And um, that's kind of like, you know, that kind of like a help. I think that's a healthy way of, mm-hmm. of approaching it. Like, you know, I love you for who you are. But at the same time, like the world don't stop just because, you know, you, you blew your knee out or something. Yeah, like that, but so. just the severity. People don't realize the severity of being with somebody. It, it comes tied with a lot of things. Like yeah. literally, if I had bodily injury, I have to rely on you to get my affairs in order. Like mm-hmm. something could happen where you got to call my family or whatever. So. We can't be tiptoeing around like, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing because I don't want to make them mad. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Look, man, I'm not saying you used to say mean things to women. I think you need to process how you say things, but you need to be very direct because if you don't, then you could just be in a relationship with somebody that's being delusional. I remember that the homie Omar uh, uh, talked about this. Shout out to Omar. But he was saying like, I guess he like he mentioned something about his breath or something. He's like, his breath was smelling bad or whatever. And his wife was like, I don't want to, I didn't want to tell you that. Cause I wasn't trying to be mean. He's like, fuck that. Tell me, let me know. Yeah. So I'm not out in public and inconveniencing other people. Mm-hmm. 
And I think little things, little things like that, man, in every relationship, not just romantic relationships, uh, relationships that hold you accountable. What If your friend tells you like, hey, man, you got to lose some weight. That's a real friend. If yeah. your friend tell you, hey, man, you got to, I think you should take care of your kids, man. You ain't really had, whatever the case. You ain't been spending time with You've them. You've been spending time with your kids. Yeah. Hey, man, you got to watch this. Hey, man, do you got a life insurance policy? You need to get a life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, do you got any savings? You should save some money, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's the, like, that's what a real friend or a real person does. Yeah. You got to stop being too afraid to fucking say stuff. It's wild to me. How many people just, bro. If you and this is for a lot of women because women don't say they're not used to communicating like this with their friends. Y'all claim to be so close. You want to know why I know for a fact women don't communicate honestly with their friends? Because anytime you start messing with a woman, they start telling you about all the shit their friends doing. And then you ask them, you'd be like, so did you tell them? They're like, uh, I'm just, you know, I just letting her be herself. And it's like, hold on a minute. You know, you know, you, it's you're, crazy. Being a, you're being a bad friend. Hold on. You know, it's crazy. Cause what will happen is, um, they'll tell a story and it'll be like, you won't believe what just happened, or you won't believe what such and such did. So they friend did something heinous, terrible. Like you know, maybe they was at work and they, I don't know, they might have cheated on a boyfriend or something like right, that. Right. And be like, yeah, you know, it's crazy. Um, Stacy been cheating on her boyfriend for the past year, and she gonna tell me that this dude got better dick than her boyfriend, and all this other stuff, right? And she, and then what will happen is this is the way they telling the story, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking in my head like, man, this girl's a hoe. Oh my gosh, how could she do this to her boyfriend? Her boyfriend taking care of the household, all this stuff, and he'd be like, okay, mm-hmm, 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 and he'd be like, oh, so did you tell her that? Like, no, I didn't tell her that. And you're like, you have all these thoughts inside mm-hmm. of your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've been, di- you've been. Like, uh, you know, thinking about her or, or you know, trying to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, paint sh- painting your friend as this hoe or all this, you right. know, like all this like uh, kind of um, story that you added to the conversation. But none of that was articulated in Thank the conversation. You. Yeah. you got two options that you got two options that, 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 that we got two options at that point. You either be honest or you need to find new friends, <laughs> because if you're just around them, you're kind of facilitating it. Mm-hmm. You need to be honest with them. Tell them, hey. Um, Rebecca or whatever her name is, if you're sleeping around with these guys and just giving it up on the first date, you're never going to find the person you want or whatever the case. Like you're sleeping with all these dudes and you're judging them at the same time, whatever the case. Mm -hmm. You just need to articulate a very direct, honest message to your friend. If you got, if you met a friend, right, and they was 110 pounds and now they 350 pounds, and you still like, girl, you are that bitch. You are so beautiful. Why ain't you gonna tell your friend that she fat? And not not even that she fat, but that you 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 fear for her. You gotta get in the gym. And I'm not I'm not trying to crack no jokes. I'm being real. That you tell your friend, hey, I'm worried about your health. I love you. Yeah, I love you, yeah. and I'm worried about your health. And you've gained a lot of weight in a short span of time. And you at, at that moment, you shouldn't be worried if she feels judged or if she feels harassed. They'll people when you tell them a blunt message, they will hate you for it, but they'll appreciate you later. And and if you if you want to disown me as a friend, then bye. Go go to the streets where everybody's gonna fucking lie to you. I'm not gonna do it. And that's what I miss about my grandpa the most, man. Mm-hmm. My grandpa, even though a lot of times I feel like he was out of pocket with people, he would tell people the most fucked up shit. It'd be he would be blunt and honest, and it'd be rude sometimes, but he would just laugh it off. Mm-hmm. And and the truth is, two things are true. Sometimes my grandpa was being an asshole. 
right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes he was being spot on. He was being honest. And the people who received the message felt offended because it was the truth. Yeah. Hey, man. I think, man, especially with him, you got, I think for, I got, you know, talking to BB Rexa, you know, you're a, a celebrity or a singer, a pop star, whatever the case may be. It's, it would benefit you. It would behoove you to, you know, to be in good shape. You know what I mean? And, and it, it's, I would, like I said before, I think it's important to have that, that honesty in a relationship. So for dude, you know, I would just, um, she's already a hard worker, you know, mm-hmm. to be on that level of, uh, to be at that level of success. You know, I think that, you know, it's just a conversation. You say it all the time. Like, if you if your girl is coming to you and she felt like, and I'm sure there's been conversations around her gaining weight, like on the opposite end, right? Like, oh my gosh, I don't fit into these jeans anymore. Or, you know, I used to love this shirt, but it doesn't quite fit. And whatever the case may be, that's your opportunity as a man to be like, to encourage her to start working out. Y'all can, you know, y'all could set up something where you, mm-hmm. y- y'all go to LA Fitness, wherever y'all from, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just encourage her to to, to get back into the gym. Yeah. Some, you know, because, it, it, you know, it's one thing to say like, hey, you gained a lot of weight, but it's another thing to be like, yo, this is... This is what it is. You gain 35 pounds, but also I'm here. You know, I gained a little bit of weight myself. Let's let's, let's hit the gym. Yeah, let's hit the gym and, and, and burn these calories. So. Yeah, don't just point fingers at your girl and tell her what she need to do and you're not leading it. Because yeah. you got to think about it, too. There's men who have entered a relationship. They had a big chest, big arms, flat stomach. You know what I'm saying? They was looking real good. And then five years later, they didn't gain 98 to 120 pounds. They got a beer stomach now. They, 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 don't, they don't work out no more. They don't fuck like they used to fuck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people get comfortable. And the woman's not really happy about it, but she's holding her tongue. And this is also a very true narrative also. So we're not just talking about women here. There are women that when they first met they do, this nigga was he was he was he was that big arms and the big chest, he was sexually attractive. Mm-hmm. Now he's balding, losing his hair, and he he don't want to accept it. So he just combing it over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And stomach sticking out. Mm-hmm. And this is that's a reality too. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. it goes back to what we said. You gotta learn how to communicate that. You know what I'm saying? If they, if you're afraid of them getting mad, or you're afraid of like saying like, no, that's not right, because I'm supposed to love them no matter what, and this and that. Okay, you could. There's some validity to that statement, but here's the other side: Are you going to allow the person you love to self destruct? Because yeah. they could be doing that. They could be on the on the. They could be on the road to self destruction, mm-hmm. and you don't want to say nothing. Or it could be, it could even be alcoholism. You could meet a dude, he says, yeah, I've, I've been sober, I value my sobriety. And then you see him have, a, you know, two beers. And then you're like, well, it's not a big deal, he had two beers. Then the next week he has nine beers. And you're like, well, he might, he just be trying to splurge. And now you notice in every week he's having 12 packs, 24 packs, and he's doing it. And you're too afraid to tell him that he's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You got to stop holding your tongue. But what I'll say about BB Rexa, to me, I think she's very sexually attractive, but I like thick women. I like all women, but thick ones, they definitely are um they're they're a crowd pleaser. They're <laughs> fan favorite. Um so my thing is it's not to say that she looks bad, but it's also to say 
you could be on the road to self-destruction and it could still look acceptable, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like from the outside looking in, it could look acceptable, but you know, you know that your girlfriend or your wife has uh, body issues. And if you allow her to keep on going down that path without telling her nothing, she's just going to sink and be depressed. Yeah. And it's not going to be any words of encouragement you can give her mm-hmm. because women do have a lot of insecurities when it comes to their body. Mm-hmm. I wish women really understood how much we don't give a fuck. I think it, I think it's two things, though. I think one, I'm sure on his end, he probably has to deal with all of her insecurities. Like he has to deal with her constantly saying things about her weight or complaining about her weight. And he ne- he never even said that um, he's not attracted to her or anything like that. He never said that there was anything wrong with the way she looked. He just to me, it just sounded like he was he was being honest. Right. And I think, too, like. You know, he met her a certain way. And, you know, obviously, like when you get in a relationship, you have to um, you're supposed to, you know, love people, you know, through and through. But <laughs> 35 pounds is 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 that's that's some weight. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's like six, seven. That's like eight different weight classes. She didn't went to a what? She went from a welterweight to a cruiserweight. Oh, uh, she done went from fighting uh, freaking Floyd Mayweather to Andy Ruiz. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Oh dang! Yeah, man. Yeah, but you know what? At, look, at the end of the day, I'll say this: I think that you kind of at at the same time you kind of want to let them figure it out because mm-hmm. you know. What's weird, too, is like a man could be like, oh, my God, you're so sexy. I want you. And they be kissing on you. And women will be feeling bad, like grabbing their roles. Like, I just feel insecure. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Like men, men don't we don't look at women that way. I think the, yeah, only, re- right. yeah, the yeah. only reason why he probably made that comment is because he knows probably how she feels about herself. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want it to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But women, y'all could have a baby. You got roles, whatever. And the dude be trying to kiss on you and you feeling all insecure and he just want to eat some pussy and you won't let him do it. Yeah. You thinking that you so unattractive that, you know, uh, like I just, I don't even want nobody to touch me because mm-hmm. women do be having them spells where they just be feeling like, like, Oh my God, I just feel so unattractive. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And, it, and it, it, I don't know what it is. It's men. We don't process that. We don't process it like that. But I, I think it's different though. Like, I don't know what the, what you know what those conversations are like behind closed doors in a relationship, but I, I mean at least for me, I don't know if I've ever experienced like your woman gain, gaining thirty five pounds from the time that you from the time that you met her. I think that men look at it different too, because some men ain't gonna say nothing because that ass getting fat. Sometimes it do get fat. Ass be thirty five pounds of ass. Yeah, man. I think men gonna let it get to like forty five until the gut start coming. <laughs> Then when the guts start coming, like baby, we need to. But talk. that, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it looked like with the clothes off. Hey, yo, some men ain't gonna say nothing because it's like they fucking a whole new woman. <laughs> some dudes, yeah. Sometimes it do it do it do work out like that if it's proportion. I will say though, she the the type of clothes she wearing is like she be covering up she be covering up the torso. Oh, so switching. So sometimes up. it might it might spill out when she take the clothes off. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but sometimes the thirty five just goes straight to the cake. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Some dudes might not say nothing. They might yeah. love her and be like, "She gaining some weight." 
mm-hmm. but it's all in the ass. So I'm just yeah. not going to say nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's another thing, too. I don't even think women would even trip about or feeling insecure about the weight if it's all. Because for some reason, as a society, we like we like uh, obsessed with ass. Yeah. So if a girl gained 30 pounds in her ass, like that's saving money on a BBL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not even tripping because they got pretty much the same like they really got a gut. Their gut ain't as big or nothing. Yeah. They just got all that ass. You know what's crazy too? It, 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 we talked about this before, but like with BB Rexa, like um, she kind of got popular in the black community because she was on one of them award shows and yeah. she was looking stupid thick. Yeah. Niggas was like, who is that? Who is that? You know, she had pictures, like viral pictures and stuff like that. And then we found out she's, yes. you know, she's like a singer and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so that probably... That probably went to her head. Yes. She thinking it's it's all good. It's all sweet. And then she probably looking for her boyfriend to affirm what the black community, what black Twitter was doing. <laughs> but he was like, yo, like you, you is kind of thick, but also you done gained 35. That's black men though. Black yeah. men, we've been first on the thick woman train. Yeah. What you, you, like way back but, in the nineties. But, but it got, it depends though. Cause like when we see something like, for example, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson done gained, she done gained some weight. Yeah. And, you know, you know, if I get canceled for this, you know, we only got a few listeners anyway. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Kelly Clarkson, she, you know, when she came on the scene, she was kind of like the petite, yeah. you know, little white girl, whatever the case may be. Now she full, she healthy and she, she flaunting it. You know what I mean? She doing her thing. Um, but it just looked different. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think, yeah. you know, it, 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 I think that's kind of like, what's going on but if we got introduced to kelly clarkson as this thick white girl like back in 2000 whatever when she came on the scene with the uh yeah. with the songs and whatnot i think it would be different yeah it's true it's a couple of that is that country singer laney wilson is another one mm-hmm. she got and like a lot of black people don't listen to country but a lot yeah. do but not enough but mm-hmm. um laney wilson was with a guitar with some cheetah pants on with a big old booty mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of black dudes sharing like yo who is this who is this who is this oh <laughs> yeah. my god Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how Lainey Wilson, Lainey Wilson was on Theo Vaughn's podcast and she said like, you know what, like personally, she's like, I've been doing this music thing for quite some time and you know, if this is going to bring attention to my music, then so be it. <laughs> that's funny. She's got a beautiful soul, man. Lainey mm-hmm. Wilson seems really cool. Mm-hmm. I was that pot. If you guys get a chance, check out Theo Vaughn's podcast with Lainey Wilson. That was a great interview, man. Mm-hmm. It's a great conversation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Yeah. Black, black men, we made thick cool, bro. Huh, for sure. We've been doing this. Like, what do you think? I like big butts and I cannot lie. These yeah, other BB Re- what BB Rexy need to do is just go get a nigga. Get yep. one of these rappers or something out here that take care of you. Yeah, yeah. That's probably that's probably what it is. Get you know? get you a Joe Button. <laughs> Joe Button. <laughs> that nigga yeah. Joe Button, like the thickest woman in the world. Yeah. But I think what it is though, too, is from his from his uh from his perspective though, I don't even know if that was like she's obviously a very attractive woman, but mm-hmm. I think it was probably he probably was saying that kind of to protect her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no context but, to. But to at the me. same time, he was he was weak for texting all that shit. The yeah. same way where Jonah Hill was weak for texting all that <laughs> shit. Get her on the phone. Get her on the phone or talk to her in person. These are grown men, like you mentioned. They have not figured women out. I don't think none of us will figure women out. They're very complex beings. Yeah, but at the same time, but you could kind of like. You can set yourself up for success. Yeah, you can learn how to navigate their emotions, mm-hmm. right? 
not to say that men aren't emotional too, but women are emotional in a very different way. Mm-hmm. They have like these waves of emotion, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like they got these waves where you could be on your surfboard and it's just like, okay, I'm riding a wave. I'm mm-hmm. riding a wave. Tsunami, <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I talked about like uh, there was like this, not a psychologist, but I forgot what is what he was, but he talked about how he compared women, men and women's brains mm-hmm. where – uh, a man's brain is like a waffle and a woman's brain is like spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And the waffle comparison to a man's brain, like I guess the, the neuro uh, or the, the the neuro comparison or whatever was like the waffle is like in little squares within the waffle. So you could like men compartmentalize things mm-hmm. where women are like spaghetti where everything's connected. Mm-hmm. Right. They'll be like, oh, I'm so stressed out today. Like I went to work and the lady yelled at me and then I cussed her out and then I went to the car wash and they didn't have the car wash that I wanted. And then you never tell me that I'm pretty. You're like, yeah. how is this shit connected? <laughs> it makes sense to her, though. Yeah. right. <laughs> and it makes sense to other women. No, here it goes. Here it goes. They'd be like, oh, I'm so tired. And you never take out the trash. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's like there's no point in like trying to make it logical. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta go on about your day. <laughs> just imagine, gotta. imagine customer service getting it too. She'd be like, "I asked for Polynesian sauce. No, no, no. I asked you for packets of Polynesian sauce, and yes, and two packs of nuggets. Yeah, and it, and my my husband doesn't even tell me I'm pretty anymore. So thank you for just ruining my order. You're like. Lady, I ain't got nothing to do with your fucking marriage. Take this Polynesian yeah. sauce and get the fuck out of here. I think for 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 uh, I think all of us out there, there's some things that we may be insecure about that we can't control. A hundred percent. You know, some things are just genetic. I have things about me that I don't necessarily like. Yeah, um, everyone you does. Know, you know, and that that's just the way it is. But as far as the stuff that I can control, I try to man. I try to manage those things by myself. So. You know, a lot of people do have insecurities like body body issues. Mm-hmm. And the best thing you could do for yourself is just go get in shape, man. Yeah. And it's hard. It's it's hard, hard, you know, getting to the gym consistently. It's yeah. hard, you know, getting on that stair climber, getting on that treadmill, you know, just hitting the road and running, whatever the case may be. But um, you'll be so much. It's, when you walk by the mirror and you start to see veins and you start to see muscles and 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 just being more vascular and your stomach slimming down and stuff like that, you just feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And you know that's the that's the best thing you can do for your for your insecurities is just get in really good shape. And you got the you know sometimes like we always got these excuses, right? Like you know some people are like, man, I don't got the you know I don't got the funds to 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 eat healthy, and I don't got this, I don't got that. But you know when you when you're making money. Um, hand over fist like like you know some of these celebrities you don't got no excuse man mm-hmm. so yeah but i think that once they if they split that's women love to get in shape after they break up with a nigga yeah she gonna start running they love to all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're like he body shamed me and then they lose all this weight and they look fucking beautiful yeah they just level up it's certain it's certain times women just be leveling up you like oh this was this was intentional <laughs> Listen, you know and and i'll lead this in the air this is random but I've seen somebody who like literally looks like really good out of nowhere is uh that artist. What the fuck is her name? The white girl. God damn it. Uh man, she was in a movie recently. Uh Billie Eilish. 
Oh, she she slimmed up or what? Yeah, she's been work like working out real hard, but she mm-hmm. looks really good. And she's only like twenty one or something like that. Yeah, 22. she's pretty young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she did a really good job in that movie. What? Uh, oh, the swarm, ser- swarm. She did. Yeah, a- she's a really good actor. Yeah, she is. I don't know where that came from, but she needs yeah. to do more. I feel like she could make a complete. Con- she's got the actor look to her. Too. Yeah, she she could do like I don't know. It's some people. It's like almost unfair. Like, dang, you super talented, dog. You can yeah. do whatever you want to. Yeah, the whole music thing, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But that, she's one of those people that can make a complete switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's only 21. Yeah. But she did a good job in that movie with looking older. Mm-hmm. Like, they did her makeup and shit where she, like, very subtle things that she looked like she was, like, older mm-hmm. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to Billie Eilish. That girl went into a camp full of lesbians. You seen that? Mm-hmm. That was wild, yo. Yeah, it was just super, like, the way she was. I don't even know. Like, it, I think it's cool, like... You know the the luxury Donald Glover had. You got to think in that show he had um, what's her name like some Dominique Fishback or something. I forget her name. Mm. He had that girl in there. He had uh, Chloe Bailey. He had Damson Idris. He had Billie Eilish. Um, who else was in there? It might have been a couple couple other people in there, but you know, just like how many you know superstars was in that show? Just like you know, just off of a phone call, probably. Like, yo, get Billie Eilish in there. And really her acting debut. I don't think she's ever done anything before. Yeah, she did a fucking a smashing job in, mm-hmm. that, in that movie. Yeah. Shout out to her. All right, man, let's go ahead and move on. Switching gears. Miranda Lambert. Uh, Miranda Lambert, a uh, country singer. So we, we're, we're starting to uh, get musicians knocked out of there today for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miranda Lambert scolds fans for taking selfies during her concert. I don't like it, in quote. Uh, snapping selfies at a Miranda Lambert show is a picture-perfect false pause. Um, during the recent performance in her Velvet Rodeo, a uh, Las Vegas residency at the Bach Theater, the country singer abruptly halted her set to call out some fans for taking selfies at the show. These girls are worried about their selfies and not listening to the song, and it's pissing me off. A little bit, Lambert said. According to the video, uh, according to the video of the performance posted Sunday, I don't like it at all. At all, we're here to hear some country music tonight. But Lambert didn't let the moment get her down. Shall we start again? She asked the audience shortly after. Uh, Lambert isn't the only singer who's taken aim at concert etiquette recently. Earlier this month, a fan captured video of British singer Adele showed the soul pop songstress sounding off on the recent trend of fan. Throwing objects at artists on stage. Wow. Have you noticed how people are like forgetting show etiquette at the moment, throwing things on stage? Have you seen it? Adele said, later joking, I I dare you. Dare you throw something at me. While artists have faced attacks from fans in recent weeks, last month a man was charged with assault after hitting pop singer B.B. Rexa. Oh, goddamn. So well, she, Yeah, she got her whole eye busted. That article is kind of getting out of the Yeah, it's getting out of the main topic. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just bringing up examples of other artists. Alright, well, here's, here's that's neither here nor there. In this regard, in this situation with uh, Miranda Lambert, what I will say is, she's wrong and she's right. Miranda Lambert is wrong because you're trying to tell artists how they should enjoy the show. And that could be received. The fans. Yeah. You're trying to tell somebody how they should mm-hmm. uh, how they should absorb or how they should receive the show, you know, um, which they did pay to get in there. Mm-hmm. Right. And because of people like that, you know, they're funding your career mm-hmm. where she's right. 
is the fact that people don't enjoy moments anymore. They bring social media with them everywhere they go, and they care more about um, they care more about broadcasting it there at a fucking show than enjoying the show, which yeah. is annoying. And Miranda Lambert is thirty nine; she's one year older than me, which means she comes from a time where we were pre internet. We grew up in a time where we were very analog. There was things that were turning digital, but we're we're one of the last analog generations out there. Like we didn't grow up with smartphones. We we had when we did get phones, we had flip phones and they had fucking snake on them. You know, remember that game Snake? Yeah, Nokia. Remember yeah, Nokia? We had the little Nokia game with the snake that went. It wasn't even in mm-hmm. color, bro. Okay, mm-hmm. so we grew up in a different time where we were pre-internet yeah. and. Um, we we had Kodak cameras when we were kids, and you know our parents would take pictures of Kodak with Kodak cameras. Mm-hmm. We didn't have smartphones where we, you know, sending it and sharing it here and posting it there and doing all that. So it it, it can get annoying, and mm-hmm. it can also take away because they had their backs to Miranda Lambert, right? And there were fans behind them. Mm-hmm. So there's fans behind them. They were kind of impeding the vision of these people. Mm-hmm. So I guess she was just like, "What the fuck?" Like. You know, but it's she's kind of wrong still. But I do understand why she stopped the show. Yeah, I think that it's just to me, it's annoying that we live in this world. Like, you know, um, we don't have we don't even have like memories anymore. No, we can't. We don't we can't even really reminisce because like everything is just like like, you know, like you said, like social media like people live their life through social media like they they i've seen is even even it's one thing to be at a concert and to record it like straight to your camera straight to your phone but i see people literally like on snapchat in concert they have these broken up videos that they're watching of a performance like it could be like drake singing a song um, he could be singing Hotline Bling, and you just got like fifteen secret, fifteen yes, second increments, like back and forth, and it's just broken up like that. I'm like, yo, this is like, this is people people's lives now. This is how they experience concert. Like everybody has their phone out, and I yeah. I don't know. It's it's disheartening for me. It's annoying for me because I try to maintain as much reality as I can. You know, I try to just you know, live in the moment. When I do go to a concert, like me personally, I don't even look back at pictures like that. Like I'm not a person that's just scrolling through my phone, looking at old videos or pictures or whatever. Like I I experience it. And, you know, if I just so happen to be looking through a picture or something, I'd be like, oh, that was a dope time. Like, you know, when, you know, when we went to see um, the Laker game with your pops. Yeah. That was, you know, like every now and then I'll just come across a picture randomly. I'd be like, man, Mm -hmm. that was a good time. But like, I don't like go and search for it. Because mm-hmm. I have that imprinted in my head, you know, and that's yeah. something that I'll, that I'll, God forbid, that I'll ever forget. But, yeah. you know, when, when I'm able to reminisce or speak about that moment, it's much more impactful for me versus like trying to, you know, uh, you know, capture every single aspect yeah. of like these moments on camera. Yeah. There was probably somebody, you know, in the 80s or something prior to cell phones that had a comparable moment that I had with my father. Mm hmm. And they didn't have the camera in there at the time. And they didn't have that. So when they go back into their memory bank and they share that story with their brothers and sisters and family, they're like, man, you remember how happy Pop was watching the Boston Celtics play the Lakers that night? Mm-hmm. You know, and it feels like that memory is is attached to this very, um, like, almost this nostalgic moment in your life where 
you it, it's the memory is a lot deeper because you didn't infiltrate that memory with like this this phone yeah because you've you've recorded so many memories from this phone it's just become like so convoluted that it's yeah. just destroying yeah. the idea of creating a memory mm-hmm. like what i did appreciate about the Childish gambino com- concert we went through went to was it was obviously pre-pandemic it was still 2018 december wasn't it 2018 mm-hmm. was it november or december it was December. It was December 2018, and we did a podcast. I remember we ordered the tickets right after the episode. Yeah, we just got Yeah, we just bought the mugs. Yeah, And I was like, yo, that concert was so fucking dope, bro. Mm-hmm. And that shit was, oh, my God, that was fucking five years ago? Yeah. That was such a good concert, man. Mm-hmm. Such a good concert. Yeah. And I, and I think like at the beginning of it, I, I took some videos I had. I had some mm-hmm. pictures I had, and... You know, just to kind of remember the, you know, the occasion. But then once he said, like, all right, everybody, put your phones down. Mm-hmm. Right. I put my shit away. Yeah. I didn't try to sneak a picture for the rest of the time. The only time I pulled it back, out was at the end. He's like, oh, this is my new shit. And then he put his song on. <laughs> yeah. And I recorded it. And I was like, oh, this is dope. This is fire. Yeah. Gambino is a great fucking performer. Yeah. Great yeah. performer. And he had done that before um, on a bigger scale. He had a... a he did a whole like almost like his own festival kind of thing at Joshua Tree where he invited a bunch of fans out and basically they had to put their phones away like nobody could record. And he basically performed a lot of that, the, the newer album. But, yeah, we just don't we don't have that anymore, man. Like no. it, it sucks for me even being at concerts where you have everybody with their phones out. I'm like, yo, like you. You're watching the con- you're watching all the lights and everything that people spend thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of dollars and uh, time and hours on to watch it through this little you know this little seven inch you know phone or whatever the case may be. It's like I think that I don't know. Maybe one day we'll get back to it. I feel like everything kind of yeah. comes full circle, but. As of now, it's like we ruining think, our experience. I think you're robbing the people you go to these concerts with too. You have to be careful. If you're taking your wife or your girl with you and you're trying to experience something, you can have your phone out but put it away so you guys could experience the moments together. Because yeah. if you lost in your phone and she lost in her phone, y'all just got a bunch of shit in your phone. Your phone is still in a memory from your mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But what'll happen is if you took your little pictures and both of y'all got your phone away and y'all enjoying it, you kind of like not get in a trance, but you you literally, you literally are, it's almost like, how do I put it? It's like you're absorbing everything you're watching. And then afterwards, when it's over, you really shared a real experience because you both were engaged mm-hmm. versus you just having the phone out. It's like, the phone is really out so you can prove to people that you're somewhere. Mm-hmm. If can we just, if we're just going to be blunt about it. Mm-hmm. You're just broadcasting something. It's just like now when people go on trips. When they go on trips, they just got updates every other fucking moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I'm glad you're... Uh, are, are you really enjoying your vacation? Or you're trying to get me to believe that you're enjoying your vacation? Yeah. Which one is it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I just think... Like you said, I think we can um, we can all just I, I would just want people to like to experience both sides of it. Right. 
Mm. Experience the Drake concert where you got your phone out and you just recording everything and everything is uploaded to social media and then go the next day and just experience it. And I almost like get, I could almost guarantee you money back guarantee that if you just there and you singing every song word for word and you just enjoying it with the the crowd and everybody that's there, like you have such a, a much more enjoyable experience if you just experiencing the show for what it yeah, was. You know what? I'm you know I'm gonna make a, a suggestion here that might be a little off, but why not? Go to eBay or go to somewhere that still makes those um, Kodak cameras and take one to a concert. Mm-hmm. That's even a different experience because you can't. You got to develop the pictures. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, you know, it's not like. It's not like people, sometimes people record it and then they're watching it back inside of the concert. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when this, when you do a snap, even especially the social media it's ones. like verifying when you do a, it. When you do a snap, it's replaying it over and over and over. And then you got to upload it and make sure you save it to your phone. It's like, it's just a bunch of nonsense. But yeah, I think that would even be you, dope. Yeah, you either, one, you got to do that or you can get the camp, the Kodaks that spit that Oh, it spit image it right out. out. Oh, just yeah. wave it off You're and right. you get it there. Yeah. But the thing about, the reason why I say that too is because it has a nostalgic feel to it mm-hmm. and it's not a distraction. That Kodak camera has one purpose. Mm-hmm. And the only purpose that Kodak camera has is to capture the moment. Yeah. That's back in the in the eighties and the nineties, they called it a Kodak moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you called yeah, those I remember commercials. That. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why they called it that. It was a Kodak moment. You're capturing the moment, and once that fucking thing comes out, you you're off about you off about your day. Yeah. So I really think it'd be cool to start yeah, using Kodak cameras again, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, 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 here's another one. They can have a Kodak camera that does two things. And this is kind of genius, but it's not genius. We already have the the you know information. You take a picture that stores that f- image digitally, and it could spit out in a physical one. A physical one, right That'd there. That'd be dope. Yeah. So what happen is, is if you like, oh, I don't like this. It doesn't look good enough. I don't. I didn't capture a good enough picture from you know the negative that came out. Mm-hmm. And you could just get the digital one and download it from your phone later. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man. I yeah, that'd be especially when if you're on vacation in another in another country, you're not gonna use your phone. Mm-hmm. You, your phone is in another you're gonna have crazy roaming fees if you do. <laughs> That's true. So just turn your fucking phone. Well, they got Wi Fi and stuff. They got Wi Fi, but yeah. when you're out and about and enjoying your vacation, take a Kodak camera with you and just take pictures like that. Mm-hmm. You know, take pictures like that and then you guys can all have those photos, man. Yeah. Like physicals, though, mm-hmm. like a scrapbook. Because mm-hmm. my aunt, like, um, shout out to my aunt, Net. I know she ain't listening to this. <laughs> this is a little too vulgar. Um, <laughs> but she has a book full of photos all the way from, like, the fucking 70s, man. That's dope. Yeah, a bunch of pictures everywhere. Mm-hmm. Pictures of me when I was a kid. and mm-hmm. it was It's crazy. Just mm-hmm. just some beautiful memories, like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, yeah, man. Um we're not going to keep beating you over the head with it, but we just kind of urge you guys to try to um, try to be try to be present in the moment. Yeah. It's a better life. It's a better life, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's a better life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if, if not, then we just going to fall victim to social media. Yeah. You want to li- you, you just want to live your life in the real world and not like live your life through a seven inch phone, iPhone or Android or whatever. Yeah, These phones getting big, man. Yeah. Somebody, somebody out here with a ten-inch phone, bro. <laughs> they got big screen phones. Man, I, <laughs> them notes was getting out of hand. Them notes Samsung was notes, getting crazy. 
Them motherfuckers is too big. I think yeah. they, they, they was like, them was the first like huge phones. Yeah. That iPhone pretty big now though. The one, uh, the what is it called? I don't know. The, the Max? iPhone Max. Yeah. Yeah. This this one I got is just the Pro. I think. It's yeah, the, the Pro is solid for me. This is a decent. The screen size. is big enough. The Max is, is too much because it's bulky in your pocket too. Yeah, I was a go. I was at Albertsons today, and I was going to get some uh just some like some deli meat or whatever. And it was a girl that was preparing. And she had the phone in her back pocket. She was kind of skinny, but she had a fat booty though. Mm-hmm. But anyways, slim thick. Yeah, she was. But mm-hmm. anyways, she had a white phone in her back pocket that was almost sticking halfway out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's the girl. Girls be loving that back pocket. My iPhone in the back pocket. Yeah, that phone was sticking all almost halfway out the damn pants. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's That's a big ass phone. <laughs> all right. Crazy. Uh, all right. Switching gears. Uh, Jason Aldean uh, came out with a new song recently called Try It in a Small Town. Don't try it in a small town. <laughs> we ain't got no blacks and we'll kick you out if we think <laughs> you're black. <laughs> we yeah. should start a country music podcast. Uh, that'd be dope, right? <laughs> Jason Aldean. All right. Some people are perceiving this song as racist and some people are saying that it's not. Whatever the case. But let, let's get into it, man. Jason Aldean. Blast cancel culture and first concert appearance since Try That in the Small Town Music Backlash video. Jason Aldean made his first public appearance uh, since CMT pulled a music video for Try That in a Small Town after backlash ensued, suing, saying the song promoted violence. The country star was at a show in Cincinnati where he addressed the crowd after what he called a long week for him. I've seen a lot of stuff suggesting I'm this, suggesting I'm that. Aldean said during... Uh, his concert with the crowd booing him. Oh, damn. Boo- booing in support of him. In support of him. How do you boo? Oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah uh, here's one thing I feel. I feel everybody's entitled to their opinion. You can think something all you want. It doesn't mean it's true. What I am, what I am, what I am is a proud American. I love our country. I want to see it restored to what it once was before all this bullshit started happening to us. I love my country, I love my family, and I will do anything to protect that. Okay, here's what I'll say. Uh, they talked about, CMT pulled it down, you know, because, you know, it was basically like inciting violence or, or, you know, subliminally pushing violence or whatever the case. Now, what I'll say is this, because I'm a very objective person and I'll make points for Jason Aldean. Hip-hop has a lot of those messages in it. So to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, you know, as much as uh, I, I'm not the biggest fan of this song or this fucking video, uh, they want to pull it down for possibly inciting violence. There's definitely lots of lyrics in hip hop mm-hmm. uh, with that same energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the video, it said, don't try it in a small town. And it shows these clips from like protests or whatever. And talks about like, you know, the. The song is weak, personally. This is this but, is almost <laughs> this is almost like uh not quite the same, but like if you scared go to church kind of thing. Like they cause it kind of has that 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 tone to it. Yeah, but in the, in the <clears throat> video it shows like these images from protests and stuff like that, and people spitting in cops' face. But to his to to his defense, it was a video of a white girl spitting in the cops' face, and then it was a video of like a white dude throwing a brick to the back of the police. Yeah, it was a lot of white people in there. And it was it was like a black dude trying to rob a bank. So 
uh, robbing a store, trying to rob a store. So it was different images of, I guess, people being like degenerates or, you know, mm-hmm. criminals or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. And he was, it was just like, to me, it was a toxic patriotism video. Yeah. It was like, it was like what we, it's what the very right leaning people consider to be patriotism. Mm-hmm. But it's just an echo chamber. It's no different than seeing a very, very annoying liberal, very, very liberal video. <laughs> Right, where it's like you know, you know those we talked about those commercials that just look like uh, inclusion. Yeah, where yeah. Like it's one Our shows. It's a black woman and it's an Asian woman and then it's a trans woman and then yeah. it's a white woman and it's a big woman. Then it's a fucking woman with no legs in a wheelchair. Yeah. It's like God damn. Okay, motherfucker, we get yeah, it. We under we get the, yeah we got the point. Yeah, we get the point. It's just <laughs> it's just the right wing version of that and i'm mm. really getting tired of liberals and conservatives we need to get them out of office <laughs> i feel like liberals and conservatives are bad for america at this point <laughs> we need to get up we need a party for people who are tired of seeing them in there yeah if you want us to choose between joe biden and donald trump man that ain't it that's just not good for the country yeah. it's just not yeah um i'm kind of leaning on kennedy right now i know he sounds crazy but mm-hmm. you know you know he doesn't like he literally sounds like uh, you ever heard him talk? No, nah. I'm not sure what he, what he has some type of like a speech impediment. Yeah, some, I don't know if it's a speech impediment. I don't know exactly what's wrong with him, but he seems like he's he's picking up some steam, but it's probably not going to be enough. Mm. Anyways, mm-hmm. anyways, and my and me, I'm uh, now uh, independent. There I am go. not a Democrat mm-hmm. no longer. The Democrats just completely drove me the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yeah, they just, they insane. And then the conservatives are just like, don't try it in a small town. <laughs> like, fuck y'all too. I'm good. <laughs> that's the white, that's the white man version of I wish a nigga would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, good old boys will take you to town. Don't try it in a small town. Don't make me drive my lifted truck to a protest. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga gonna sell out a concert in Oildale. Yeah, it's gonna be Jason Aldean uh, featuring Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't try it in a small town, cuz. <laughs> oh, that'll be crazy. You know, that would just shake the world up. All of a sudden, Jason Aldean got like Snoop Dogg on like a remix. <laughs> Like, yeah, don't try it in the LBC. Yeah, don't try it in the LBC. <laughs> don't try it in the LBC. <laughs> oh man but i think they're getting on to jason aldean because of where he did the video too he did the video in front of a in front of a courthouse that's a very well-known lynching site where they lynched 20 black people yeah right Mm -hmm. and yeah that definitely don't look good my brother okay but what i'm not gonna do is i look at i look at all the facts before i go into this although that was at a legit lynching site there have been multiple people who have also filmed outside of that courthouse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's also ha- a courthouse. Yes, you know, it's above, a, above all. Right, mm-hmm. and and even though, and we live in a country where evil, disgusting things have happened, but now they've repurposed those things, and and they've been using them as something else. There, yeah, there are yeah, a lot yeah. of there are a lot of sites that in America that have been known for the you know <clears throat> the slave trade or whatever the case, but now it's like a, a office and or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to bail him out. Yeah. Maybe he was trying to be hateful. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe he's trying to subliminally send a message. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is that shit was lame. Mm-hmm. I I just I'm not a fan of it. 
it's just a, it's just a very typical, very right wing uh, idea of patriotism. Mm-hmm. And you want to know how I know that to be true, Keith? Why? I'm about to say a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I say this? Country music. I would say that's more conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, lifted trucks. That's more conservative. Yeah. American flags. That's more conservative. Mm-hmm. Cowboy boots. That's more conservative. Yeah. Big hats. That's more conservative. Yeah. Right. These are all things that align with conservative ideology. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not here to bash it, but I'm here to say that that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just another dude that's like he he he's one of them dudes I would expect to live next door to Hank Hill. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He lived next door to Boomhauer type mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jason Aldean. Propane and propane accessories. Yeah. I, but my thing is, is before I jump out and call something racist, I just, I look at all this shit before I do it, or I don't even waste time doing it. I just analyze it for what it is. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, instead of just calling this racist, I'm going to just call it lame. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, it's, uh, it's easy to just kind of jump out there and say everything is racist. Um, but like, like you were saying before, it's like that the, the, the music video, if you just went off the music video, I don't think that at least for me, when I looked at it, I don't think there was anything racist about it. Mm-hmm. I did see like, it was just like a Uber conservative oh my God. like depiction of America. You know what I mean? With the people, the the protests and all this other yeah. stuff, you could probably pick certain things out that was like, oh, I don't know about that, but just overall, it didn't seem like it was like this thing that was geared towards making black people look like animal animals no, or anything no. like that. I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see that either. As far as the court, the court building goes, um, like you said, that is a, a you know a place that has uh, historical significance mm-hmm. in terms of you know the lynchings that were there, um, um, but also like in terms of you know Tennessee being like the this the country music capital of the world. So um, who knows like you know what the intention was behind him recording there, but just based off of you know how it uh, aligned with the the video. I think if he was trying to depict something that was like I'm just making a I hate black people music video, it could have it could have been more like he he failed at that because he could have done like a version of that where all he black had, images. Yeah, where he had like you know like some of the um <laughs> you know like the ten fifteen twenty you know, black people that got killed by police officers in, in the past few years or That'd whatever the crazy. case may. Yeah. So I think that <laughs> I think that he's just like <laughs> there is a, a a section of America, oh, a yeah. conservative section of America that have, that are just fed up with like the liberals. And I think it yeah. was above it being an attack on black people, I think it was an attack on like these liberals. I think conservatives think they're they're soft. I think conservative thinks think that they're they're ruining the America that they love. Mm-hmm. You know, they're changing these things. Like, you know, liberals tend to be more progressive and um, conservatives are more traditional. You know, they, excuse me, they don't necessarily like all the, the new changes and stuff that's coming to, to America. They don't like how people are disrespecting America. Get that butt light out of my house. 
Get that Tecate out of my. <laughs> Get that Tecate out of here. We're building a wall to keep them out. Don't bring that in my house. <laughs> Don't bring that in my house. <laughs> oh, man. I'll let Jose cut my yard, but that's about it. He can't come in my house. <laughs> Jose will not step his boots in my house. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate Jose But don't you try it in a small town Jose You can come back over here (laughs) Like I'm real good friends With Leroy down at the shop But he knows better than to come to my residence (laughs) And I'm going to tell you something Here's the thing If Jason Aldean made that song About lynching right Not even about lynching just was real direct With like a hateful message yeah. There is a how you say this? There is a a section of America that will be like, "That's right. We got to take our country back." Yeah. Oh yeah, there's some far right. You know it's crazy. There's some far right people that's hella racist. It's crazy cuz uh they took the video off of CMT. CMT, right? Um I think I think if you can make an F Donald Trump song, mm. like this low key fair game. That's facts. And this might be. That's facts. I would say, in terms of, uh, you know, creativity or just like. They was being... looping that fuck Donald Trump song, too. <laughs> yeah, they were. Every other fuck Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> it was catchy, too. <laughs> but I mean, this is. I mean, Jason Aldean is, is nowhere near as. Uh, Aggressive as uh, the YG and MC Hustle. Songs. YG's like, I like white folks, but I don't like you. All the niggas in the hood want to fight, fight you. you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was inciting violence. And they looped that shit over and over and over. Yeah, it was going crazy. Look, folks, that. we got to be objective, man. We can't talk about stuff without talking about what's going on other other place. I'm not a fan of the Jason Aldean shit. But like they took his, it took it down because I guess it was inciting violence. Mm-hmm. But you see the other one with YG and Nipsey Hussle. That was a good I think comparison. Was, playing, was they playing that on the radio? Uh, I I think I don't know. They might have bleeped it out. Mm-hmm. It might have been like you know instead of fuck Donald Trump, it's like F F Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. F F Donald Trump. <laughs> F yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you know how they bleep it out, and sometimes yeah. instead of saying the word, like, nah. Yeah, but Donald Trump. It'd be like. Forget Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so ridiculous. I hate when they edit movies and they use the just the most fucked up words. Yeah, I was watching a movie back in the day. I think it was on uh, t- uh, TNT, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Get out of here, mother lover, mother yeah. lover, get out of here, mother lover." Yeah, that might be fun. Get your butt out of here. Get your butt out of here. The funniest one uh, on Friday. I used to always see it on, on on regular TV. What the funk you want? Smokey, what the funk you want? <laughs> Boy, what the funk you want? <laughs> Chili Fritos. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that was hilarious, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it'd be Big like, Big be diff- like, shut the heck up. Yeah, it'd be a whole different voice. <laughs> that was funny, man. They was trying to get Chris Tucker to play Smokey so bad, but Chris Tucker was getting too much money after that. Because you got to realize yeah. Chris Tucker was in Fifth Element. That was it. Was it the Fifth Element? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fifth Element, and then he was in uh, uh all the the Rush Hour series. Rush Hour, yeah. That I, I ain't know what he did anything recently, but then Rush Hour series probably made him rich for life. He was just an heir, the movie heir. I haven't seen that. Yeah, 
but um, that's the um, the Nike movie where they signed Michael Jordan. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he was in Chris there. Tucker. I I could be wrong, but he made a he made buku money off the fucking Rush Hour. Rush Hour was probably the one that got him. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that but it's a trilogy, right? I think. Yeah, there's there's, there's Rush Hour, then <laughs> Rush Hour two, I think, and then three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I I don't know. I, I think they might never like say it, say it, but there was probably some bad blood there, you know, just based off of, mm. you know, the sequel wanting to get more money and how much they got paid. It, and, and the movie, like the role probably was beneath him at that point. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. And, and that probably was part of it too. Like just the stereotype of like, you know, the, the role and him probably wanting to expand his, his acting career and stuff like that. So, but I don't know. It is. I mean, I think a lot of times what I realized it, cause uh, Chris Rock, um, Chris Rock. Chris Tucker keeps it very professional when he does interviews. He will always say things like, you know, you know, I just wanted to move on. I just wanted to try new things. Um, he say like, you know, I'm always working, uh, focused on the next move, and you know, uh, my next movie is going to be the best one, and all these kind of things. That to me is like professionalism. For he has some some conflict with you know whoever the director, writer, producer was, um, and you know they probably he just trying to keep it. Uh, like they're just very PC answers, so yeah, I don't know. Bruh, they about to come out with a Rush Hour four. Really? Look what it, I just looked it up right now. It says, "Will there be a Rush Hour four coming out?" Things picked up again in December 2022 when Chan mentioned he was talking to the film's director about the script. A few months later, in March 2023, Tucker described Rush Hour four as one of his upcoming projects. So, when will fans finally get to see Rush Hour four? Frankly, your guess is as good as ours. Holy yeah. shit! I don't know. I, that, I'm not. That reminds me of like bad, bad boys, bad boys for life or something. They got like a that. new one coming out. My sister told me they was filming. Yeah, they already. Uh, I think they already started filming. Yeah, but, too but old, man. yeah, that's the thing for me. Like bad boys, the fourth one was. It was not that bad actually. But the only thing is, is um, when you take so long in between sequels. Like people get older, yeah. You know, like Martin Lawrence, he got like a round face now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the jokes don't hit the same. That nigga Martin turned into a honey bun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Will gonna be saying things that's not in the script. Yeah. Stop fucking my wife. Damn, that's, that's Will. 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 It's not in the script. <laughs> Leave my wife's penis. I mean, my wife's vagina alone. <laughs> my wife's penis. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. I still can't believe this nigga did that. <laughs> and the most dopest thing about it is we caught that shit in real time and talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Like, that shit was happening, and we were, go like, literally going through it. You know what's crazy? Chris Rock, I still can't believe he messed up that joke. Which one? At the end where he- Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. they, they- I don't know if they- They brushed, edited they it on the, uh, the Netflix version. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, like, he ah, fuck my joke up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's talking about the- uh, I, don't know, I can't slider. believe Will Smith slapped me in my face. Mm-hmm. This bitch ass nigga hit me in my face. <laughs> yeah. I think he called he called, he called Jada Pinkett the bitch, I think, too. Did he? Yeah, he did. mm I'm like, oh my God, Chris Rock going off. Mm-hmm. That's wild, man. I don't know. This, I just don't feel like this has been properly rectified. It may never, you know. You I know, one, one movie I do want to see remake. I mean, remade. And I know this. I don't. I, t- I talk about how I kind of hate remakes, 
but I kind of want to see where I am legend where that would go. Oh, to see, yeah. Hopefully, they still. Hopefully, Michael Michael B. Jordan probably cutting off all niggas because <laughs> he didn't. You know, they because they already they were already developing that movie, the I Am Legend. Then yep. Will Smith going slap Chris Rock, Man. and then uh, and then uh, Jonathan Majors go. You know, he he catch the case or whatever. So. Michael B. Jordan might be off niggas for a minute. I know, right? Yeah. Can you imagine they do I Am Legend and Will Smith, they let him do the movie again, and the alien chi- or the, uh, the fucking zombie is trying to get him like, ah, ah, and he's like, keep my <laughs> wife's out. name <laughs> out your motherfucking <laughs> mouth. And the monster's like, what, nigga? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nobody trying to fuck your wife. Ah, I, just want, I just want some brains. Ah. <laughs> ah, Will Smith just slapped me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga just slapping all the zombies. My wife's name. My wife's name. My wife's <laughs> That'll be crazy. Richard Ma- Williams. Um he told me to slap all zombies that uh disrespect my wife. <laughs> Can you imagine if, if Will Smith was a street fighter, nigga? He'd be like, Hadouken, my wife's name. Hadouken, my wife's name. Soyuken, my wife's name. Uh, remember, remember the dude Saget? Jada Flame, Flame, Flame. <laughs> Yoga Fire. <laughs> Jada Block. Jada Block. <laughs> uh, That's crazy. Remember on Street Fighter when they died, they'd be like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom. My wife, Sonic Boom. My wife, Sonic Boom. A Dukin, my wife. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's what Chris Rock did. Remember the credits? Ooh, ooh. Remember how the credits would go up? Yeah. <laughs> Round one. Fight. Fight. <laughs> uh, yo, that'd funny. be yo, they could create that too. That'd be like a cool little beta game. Yeah. Where it just got like Will Smith. <laughs> and all he do is just show him we got one move is a slap. <laughs> just one move like <laughs> my wife's name, name, name. I will. I will. <laughs> Chris Rock. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Mortal Kombat would be like, finish him. <laughs> Keep my wife's name. Flawless victory. Flawless fatality. <laughs> it'd just be a picture, it'd be like an imprint of Will's hand on his face with blood all over it. That's funny. Oh man, good stuff. All right, let's see. Uh, let's move past that. Yeah, Jason Aldean, man. Jason Aldean is not losing out here. Nah, his By streams any means. went crazy. They got like sixteen million on that video. His streams went crazy. Yeah, because it was a bunch of people that was like super like right wing that was like, "That's right, we got to take our country back." And all these stuff. First of all, they, they live in the suburbs where ain't none of this shit happening in the neighborhood. But they like, yeah. we got to do something about these people trying to rob and steal from everybody. It's yeah. like, bro, you don't live by you don't live by none of the people doing this shit. Mm-hmm. 
Just stay out on your ranch. How yeah. you gonna live on a ranch and you out here mad at motherfuckers yeah. in the city? You don't even <laughs> shop at Walmart. Yeah, you, you, you get your own eggs. Yeah, you get you get cows bu- <laughs> uh, butchered at the beginning of the year, and then you got meat all year long. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even live the life they live, man. Just stay out in the farm, bro. Yeah. Don't worry about what's going on in the city, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Switching gears. Uh, the rapper, Superstar Pride, charged with murder. And for those that don't know who that is, uh, Superstar Pride is the dude that had the very, very viral song on TikTok. And mama, don't worry. You raised a gangster. I'm a survivor. That dude. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't know what I'm talking about, I probably just pull up his, I'm pretty sure his, his stream is still up. Oh, the song, the TikTok song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He got he got three million uh, right now. It's three million. Mm-hmm. Let me pull it up. Hold on. I don't want to play it too long. And get a copyright. Hold on. All right. I think that's enough. <laughs> I don't want motherfuckers trying to be like, you know, because I think it's the thing. They do be flagging us on there. Huh? They'd be flagging us on there on YouTube and stuff. Oh, yeah. That was only, what, a couple seconds? Yeah, it should be good. Mm hmm. But yeah, that dude, he got charged with murder. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Sad, man. Mm hmm. And then he said, uh, hold on. He said, uh, live by the gun, you're going to die by the gun, right? Mm hmm. I think people need to realize that their thoughts and words can become things, and those things can manifest themselves in very, very, very bad ways. Yeah. And you have to be careful what you say. <laughs> Let me go ahead and read the article here. Uh, uh, Superstar Pride uh, rapper charged with murder. Uh, popular, popular rapper Superstar Pride has been arrested and charged with first-degree murder after police say he's the trigger man in shooting death. A Panola County Sheriff's Office in Mississippi says deputies deputies were called to a residence Wednesday afternoon where they found a 40-year-old man dead from a gunshot wound. Cops say the ensuing investigation led them to believe Superstar Pride was the suspect. The painting pictures rapper um, surrendered to authorities a few hours later and deputies say he was booked in Panola County. Detention. Prosecutors charged him with first-degree murder. Superstar Pride blew up the music industry his first song went viral on tiktok and since has made it since made a music video on the tracks reached the top 25 on the billboard charts damn so he did all that just to throw it away yeah you know that's a promising career there man Mm -hmm. he could have did something with that Mm -hmm. and you out here shooting your family out the hood (laughs) so we got to leave that thug shit alone man Mm -hmm. now you're gonna be in there with all dudes yeah that's sad, man. Yeah. You just threw away your life like that. Yeah, I think like you said, it, it it's um this only I mean, it's unfortunate to say, but this only happens in hip hop. Like we yeah. got the same tire story. Like it's annoying. This gangster rap genre where where, where uh people have to and it and it used to be a thing back in the day where it was just it was just music, right? So we didn't really mm-hmm. we didn't have the same relationship with people dying like as we do as we do now. Like a lot of it was like the like the NWAs of the world where, you know, Ice Cube wasn't necessarily, you know, doing all the, the crimes. He was more so like telling the story about what was happening in Compton and South Central, right? But now the 
the shooters are the storytellers, right? And crazy. That's like you know, so they're documenting stuff that they're that they're really going to. They're literally, you know, shoot, um, dissing other hoods and they songs. Mm. Like that's just kind of what the world looks like now. It's even like local rappers here <clears throat> that do the same thing. Like they um, they dissing other hoods and they songs. They talking about. Uh, you know, drive-bys that they done did and all kind of other stuff, dissing dead people. And that's just kind of like the world that, that we live in. And like, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> those, there's an artist, you know, from here, his name is Running Up Jabo. He's in, he's in prison now. And I don't know what he got locked up for, but he was just kind of like similar to that guy. He had a promising career. He was, you know, on the Thizzler page. I don't know if y'all, y'all familiar with that, but Thizzler is like a huge thing in the Bay where they promote a lot of, uh, a lot of artists and stuff like that from California on their page. And um, this is over, you know. <laughs> this is like you, you you get this promising career, you're doing interviews, you're blowing up, you're getting features and getting paid from streams and stuff like that. And, and it's just, just like that. So I don't know. I think that um, the more, like you were saying before the podcast, the more and more you hear these stories and more and more you, you almost like, not that like, because I think that we can compartmentalize it you know what I mean? Like I can listen to Get Rich or Die trying and that doesn't mean I'm trying to like go shoot somebody. I'm not trying to like shoot job rule or something like that. Like we can compartmentalize it. But but what you also realize is that like by listening to it, you're almost supporting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it almost makes you want to like change, you know, overall the music that you're listening to because um, you realize that, you know, you streaming it, you supporting it, you tweeting about it or whatever the case may be. Like you just giving it more life, and then that kind of promotes it, and it works on the algorithm in such a way that it puts it in front of more people. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like, but what I what I like is now we're starting to have like conversations surrounding like the the artists that do have different messages. You know what I mean? Like I've literally seen people on cat, um, <clears throat> you know, just posting on Facebook like, "Yo, like this Killer Mike album is hard." You know what I mean? Like just people to have have a different message and i think that if we start to like put these people in the forefront yeah like it it almost forces uh some of these like quote-unquote ga- gangster rappers to to rap about something different yeah they ain't got nothing else to rap about it they, they just gonna end up staying in the streets yeah i think hip-hop started out so different it, it didn't start out with none of that crim like it was none of that in the hip-hop was like basically break dancing and graffiti and shit like from the very very like um like since hip hop's inception, I guess you could say, like, or yeah. it's, in, it's infancy. Mm-hmm. That's what it was, right? Mm-hmm. It was like uh, uh, days, my brother, and we're gonna do another and get on the mic and get crazy. Like that was mm-hmm. how it started. And then, mm-hmm. it, and then as it progressed, it was like I said a hip hop, a hip, and then it progressed from that, and then it went from that to like you know Rakim and you know MC Light. And then it progressed to, you know, off the West Coast, dudes coming out of nowhere, NWA. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad because I'm brown, right? Yeah. And then they start telling their stories from the streets. Yeah. And that was kind of the introductory to gangster rap. But even even when, like, when West Coast started, like, the gangster rap, it was still, like, not like the way it is now, like the way I described like, you know, some of these artists from Bakersfield where they like literally dissing other people's hood and throwing little sneak disses in there, you know, little names that are demeaning towards other hoods and stuff like that. 
even like early Snoop Dogg and a lot of these other guys, you know, it it was they there was no disrespect in the music. It was just like, you know, this is where they from and this is what they do, but it wasn't like you never you never really heard of Snoop Dogg disrespecting bloods or disrespecting other, no. you know, gangs in Long Beach that they got funk with. Like it's just like it it's just so crazy now to see where like it is gone. And um that's what they was considering gangster music. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when you know, when you looked at like the uh you know, Death Row at the Source Awards, like that's like the gangsterous of the gangsterous. But now it's yeah. like it's way further than that. Like they taking that that they taking all that street stuff into the music and it's just it's crazy, man. It's crazy, man. You be thinking about like where hip hop was like <clears throat> I was a little kid when, you know, and you remember that type of hip hop. Like, I remember Will Smith coming out with Summertime. That was mm-hmm. a big out. It was a big song. Yeah. Summer, summer, summertime. Mm-hmm. That was a big record, dude. Wine. I think he won the first Grammy for a rapper. Really? Yeah. Will, like, it's crazy how Will Smith went from that, bro. Mm-hmm. You would you would expect a man to do something immature like that when he's a young man, but like as a fifty something year old man slapping to somebody, yeah, you got you got some mental issues, Mr. Mm-hmm. Smith. Mm-hmm. Me, hold on, let me see here. Let me look this up. Will Smith, summertime. Hold on, Will Smith. Was that a dog or a human out there? You know that? <laughs> Is that, that a wolf? A, uh, yeah, it was a werewolf. The homeless wolf. <laughs> Oh, oh, this came out in 91. Fuck. Man, that's early. Hell yeah. You wasn't even born yet. Yeah, it wasn't. I was I was six when that shit came out. Yeah, Will Smith was like the, he was a guy. Like, yeah. Young, too. <clears throat> Let me see something real quick. Uh, <coughs> uh, 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 uh. It was 91 that came out. Summertime came out in 1991? Yep. Dang. It's another one of them gnats in here, huh? Yeah, what the fuck? How they get in here? I don't know, bro. It's ridiculous. Thinking the same thing. I was just they talk. They showing DJ Jazzy Jeff. I guess he's. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, "Oh, here it is. The groove slightly transformed. Just a little, just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break up the monotony of all the hardcore dance gotten." To God be whatever, mm-hmm. a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what the fuck? How do they write this in here? This man, these Nazis, these young flies be hard to kill, man. <laughs> these young, them outside flies or these these young flies? Yeah, they be di- like if you kill an outside fly, you should like you need a, a medal or something. That's a young fly, nigga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, man. Just yeah. it's sad, man. We got to start pushing better messages in the music, and you know yeah. what? I don't even want to say that. I, we have to stop rewarding people, and that, that's starting from like these, these big, these record labels. They want these artists. That's like, yeah. We, we have to change. We we as consumers have to change what we are. Looking you know what at. they're doing? They're treating these. Uh, they're treating these like gangster rappers now, or like drill. I don't know what you would call them now, but drill rappers, whatever. Yeah, they treat them like NFL running backs. Oh yeah, like they know they're gonna have a three year, like three years, two, two, three years. Yeah, max. like where you actually contribute to the team, mm-hmm. and after that they done with you, and then yeah. they just gonna find the next, the next drill, next yeah, gangster. Even though the baby is trying to stay relevant, he's slowly fading away. Mm-hmm. 
He's just slowly fading away now. Because mm-hmm. after you heard enough the baby songs, they all sound the same. <laughs> it's like it's like Suge uh, Volume Thirty Two, <laughs> same fucking shit. I've never like I, I think the baby is a he's got talent, but he's not somebody. I I, I don't go on my phone looking for his albums or his mm-hmm. music. Yeah, he was huge uh, only a couple years ago. You know before before all the uh, you know. The AIDS and stuff like that. I think I think young artists need to be aware of the music they're putting out if they want to be rappers for life. Yeah. I don't think enough young artists take in consideration what type of messages they're putting out. They just like, yo, this is the vibe right now. But you're going to be working at a fucking grocery store in the next five years. Mm-hmm. If you don't have like, what's that young, that rapper that's with the, um, uh, the, the tennis player? Um uh, Corday. Corday. Mm-hmm. I feel he's gonna be around a long time. Yeah, <clears throat> you know he's like to me he's almost like J Cole's little brother. Yeah, I can that's, see that. that's how I look at him. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like the type of artist he is is like J Cole's little protege. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's gonna be around a while. Guys like him. Um, mm-hmm. but there's other guys like uh the baby that got this little little run. And he's gone. And I, I liken it to what I heard, because I've been listening to music for a long time. It was artists like, remember Gorilla Zoe? Yeah. All the hoes jogging, beat steady knocking, middle yeah. of the stage, got the whole club. Like that dude, he yeah. had some hits. He was a decent artist. But then you already know he was going to fade away. Mm-hmm. And he did. And mm-hmm. I and that's <clears throat> like the baby, I would make a comparison to a guy like Gorilla Zoe over 10 years ago. That was like 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. And nobody's looking for Gorilla Zoe now. He's mm-hmm. just... I don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what this is how it is. Mm-hmm. You, when you look at a guy like Jay Z or Drake, you could you could front on Drake all you want, but Drake has stood the test of time. Yeah, he's had a super long run. Yeah, yeah, super long, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And there's only there's a few other artists. The one you know who I got a lot of respect for, who has stood the test of time and still makes music, is fucking Two Chains. Two Chains, yeah. Two Chains is like forty five years old. Uh-huh. He's like he's like forty five or forty seven, one of them, mm-hmm. and he's doing this. They Killer Mike's another one. Killer Mike, I think Killer Mike is unique because he's like he's never been no big, 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 big artist. Yeah, but he's kind of growing, like weird. Yeah, like, yeah, weird. Like he's he's getting more popular. Like his Run the Jewels, like mm-hmm. the group he's in is just kind of being um, featured in different mm-hmm. different areas, TV shows movies. and yeah, games, movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, and he's just kind of like, I don't know. I think I don't know. It's, it's something about like, I think the people that really care and the people that really stick to it, um, mm-hmm. and the people that like strive to be better. Uh, he talked about on his last album where like he put his own money into the project. You know, he was. Uh, he wanted to get certain features. He wanted to get certain production. And he did that. Yeah, and he put his own money in there. And he was saying, like, his wife was tripping on him, like, yo, like, you spending X amount of money on your project. And, you know, he was basically saying, like, the the labor will eventually reimburse him. But because um, he, he cares, man. And I think that that's, mm-hmm. that's something that does we don't see that often. Um, and, uh, yeah. You got to listen to his last uh, podcast with Joe Rogan. Very, very good. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. Very, very good conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, with with Killer Mike and um, Jelly Roll, those are two guys I like hearing talk on podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about them. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was really good. You should listen to it. I, mm-hmm. I really think you should check out that Rogan. It'll really make you understand because mm-hmm. he he spoke about like how Run the Jewels allowed his career to last. Mm. How becoming a part of a group effort allowed him to extend his career. Damn, that's if he crazy. if he just stayed as a solo artist, he wouldn't even be around. He said that's crazy. Yeah, so, I gotta yeah. check that out. Yeah, that's yeah, a, it, yeah, it's definitely something. Yeah, something to that because you you think about like the. It's almost like, you know, what type of career would would an artist want? Would they want like a, a killer mic career where, one, you are an artist, but you do get the luxury of doing your own Netflix show, you know, which was like super successful Netflix show um, where he was just, you know, I, f- I forget the context of the show, but he, he created like Cola. It was just like super dope content. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, getting people to, to um, learn trades and stuff like that. And then uh, also, like you said, to be in a group, like a super successful group that tours the world and then also have your own solo career and then be able to just like, you know, go around the world and have like dope conversations with like Charlemagne the God and Joe Rogan and, and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I think, uh, yeah. Well, or would you want to have like the super popular career where you just, you know, like the baby, you know, like I think I, I think I would personally want to have the killer mic career yeah the long the low and slow like it's it's kind of like being a person it's you have to be one of like there's there's certain podcasts that i know they're not going to be here for like after a few years Mm -hmm. like i don't know that girl's name i don't want to bad mouth her at all but she's just getting all these huge interviews and it's just awkward conversations it's just this weird it's like got this weird asmr type vibe to them Mm -hmm. it's not like real conversation it's just bullshit yeah but it's a super popular podcast yeah, yes. It's it, Drake went on it. That's the Drake Yachty went on afterwards. Lil Yachty was on it too. Yeah, I'm just like I don't get what the appeal is. Yeah, but I'm not here to shit on it. If she's winning with that, cool. But I just think it's weird. Yeah, I think I also think that there's some behind the scenes stuff that we as casuals may not be too familiar with, like in terms of the uh, the uh, what do you call that the. Cause nobody just arrives, if that makes sense. Mm, like you know, some do. It's uh, I don't think so. Call her daddy did. I know they whole in, they whole story. They didn't even have a podcast at all. Yeah, they was just two white girls that they they, they got discovered. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's what I'm saying. Like there was somebody that discovered them. I'm saying it rarely happens to where it's just it's just like press the button and it goes. Like a, a lot, it's it's some it's more nuanced than that. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd be curious to see what was going on. Like to even get like Funny Marco on your podcast, it requires like mm-hmm. you know some something going on. Yeah, let me see. I'm trying to figure out the name of that one. Uh, let me see here. It should it should pop up here. Drake uh, podcast. The name of the girls' podcast. Yeah, it's uh. What the hell, Bob Bobby LaHoff? Hold on. How did Bobby at Althoff interview Drake? His name is At LaHoff. Althoff. The really good podcast. That's what it's called. It says who is the who is Bobby Althoff? Meet the twenty five year old TikToker. Oh, so she got big on TikTok. She got big off of the podcast, though. Really? Yeah, she was just a regular person before she interviewed Funny Marco. 
social media star experienced a steady rise in fame after she began to post on TikTok in 2020. Her comically deadpan sense of humor has won her loyal fan base, including it seems several celebrities since starting her podcast, a really good one in 2021. <clears throat> so she did the TikTok first. Then uh, I'll talk his interview comedian Rick Glassman, YouTuber Funny Marco, Armani White, and Drake. So that fucking TikTok blew her shit up. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So, hey, she won over the pandemic. If you, if you was early on TikTok, like early on it, if you was early and you was consistent, a lot of them people winning. Just like, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee, the food reviewer. That dude, that dude winning majorly. He changed his whole family's life. God damn. That's somebody I would love to talk to one day is Keith Lee. He's just highly requested. Mm-hmm. But one day, that would be a really good comment. Because he's an MMA fighter, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he went from being an MMA fighter to... You know, reviewing people's food and saving businesses just by reviewing the few the food. Mm. So that's yeah, a, it's a that's beautiful dope. that's a beautiful job to have. Not even job, just a beautiful like you 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 are passionate about eating food and they pay you for it. If, if Keith, if somebody told you, "Hey man, we're gonna pay you this much money just to eat food. All you do is eat." It's 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 good. It's like I mean, it's like somebody trying to pay you to fuck. <laughs> if my job is to eat and fuck, I can't be like, oh, I gotta go to work today. Yeah, you don't <laughs> think porn stars get tired? It depends. Probably the probably the female performers because the, the porn star dicks don't be normal. <laughs> if you got to take a twelve inch dick every day, I feel bad for them women. That's work. Mm-hmm. They be in there getting busted open every day. God dang. They probably don't do scenes every day though. Yeah, I wonder. They, I don't know. It seemed like. They probably work every couple months because they get paid. They get paid a few thousand. Like, I mean, I guess it depends on like if you got OnlyFans. If you got OnlyFans, they got to be way more consistent. You probably not having sex. You probably just doing like solo stuff. I could imagine some of these girls be running it up though. Because mm-hmm. I, I seen a uh, had a I seen an interview with uh, this porn star that said she did like multiple scenes where mm-hmm. she flew to Vegas. She did two scenes in Vegas and she went to L.A. She did two scenes in L.A. God and damn. then like a day later she left and went on a trip back to somewhere else. I'm like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. So she getting her little thing worn now. That's crazy. Yeah, you be getting us up. That yeah, them 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 the male porn stars, they like you getting filled up with like fourteen, fifteen inches. Like that stuff is no joke. Yeah, the, uh, the average woman would probably be would not do that. Yeah. Like just just the average woman would look at that and be like, nah, I'm sorry. You gotta be a little crazy. Yeah, like, you do. Yeah. You gotta you know, like, like one of those those women that be like like the pain is pleasure type of women. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta be like I that. had an abusive childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all 15 inches. <laughs> yeah. One of them. <laughs> Nigga be like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, cut. New position. This nigga's still going. Uh, uh. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. Yep. All right. Well, looks like we're running out of shit to talk about. Yeah, man. Let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Let's do it. All right, man. Well, um, before we get out of here, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube at a Trucker's Mind Podcast. Mm-hmm. Same goes for the Instagram account at uh, a underscore Trucker's Mind underscore podcast. Um, also head to send a friendly donation to ATM Pod yeah. on uh, Cash App mm-hmm. and head over to uh, head over to a Trucker's Mind dot com mm-hmm. um, to buy some merch. 
Yeah. All right. And if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Okay. Thank you for. I'm just. My brain's going crazy. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Things. We're out of here. Peace.